Streaming 24-7, on-demand archives, podcasts, and more. TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com. Saying a lot for planet Earth. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. What do you think the value is of uh, giving? Of course, people like the idea of giving around the Christmas time. But what about the idea of having that sparked in you every day all year long so that, you know, actually we believe that um, giving and receiving are equally valuable in balance. But, you know, today there's a lot of folks that are sort of, you know, myopic and self-focused and have lost even the idea of giving at all. This is like, what do you think about giving in secret where nobody knows, you know, maybe not all the time, but a lot of the times they don't know that you gave. They don't know who it came from, but it sure was a wonderful thing to receive. I recently read a lovely little novel called Christmas Jars, and uh, we have the guest, uh, the author with us today as a guest, and uh, it was it's just a delightful story about, uh, well, the, well, we'll let the author tell us. Shall we do that? Sure. Okay. Would you welcome to the show Jason Wright, author of Christmas Jars. How are you doing, Jason? I'm doing I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's our pleasure. So when you made this uh, story, does it have any truth in where Christmas jars started? Well, that's a great question and a good place to start. You know, it doesn't have, um, it's, it's not rooted in our family's experience, but we did try and experiment with the Christmas jar. Um, just it, it sort of came out of a casual conversation uh, between my wife and me about three years ago, four years ago, I guess, we just decided that we would sort of experiment with it and see how it went. And if it worked, we would make it a permanent part of our Christmas um, for our family, for, for our four children. And it did work out really well. And so I decided to fictionalize the entire experience and see if we couldn't inspire a few folks to take the same sort of ex- um, experiment with the jar. And the result has been thousands and thousands of people now doing this uh, all around the country. That's amazing, and they're they're letting you know about this. Yeah, that's right. I get emails every day um, from people who are either filling jars, getting excited to anonymously give a jar full of change away on Christmas Eve, or from folks that have received jars. Um, generally, people give their jars away on Christmas Eve, but I'm already hearing from some folks that have gotten a jar already this year um, to help them out in a time of need. So it's some pretty amazing stuff. Really, really little small miracles, I think. So, so what's the um, what's the formula, or what do you do about this Christmas jar? What's it all about? Well, it's it's very very simple. You take an empty uh, glass jar, maybe a mason jar or a pickle jar, or a peanut butter jar, whatever you got. You put it on your counter, maybe in your kitchen, someplace where you'll see it every day and be reminded of it. And you take your spare change. Uh, at the end of the day, you know the change you get at the dry cleaners and 7-Eleven and Starbucks and whatever, and you take it, and everyone in the family does it, mom, dad, the kids, grandma, grandpa, it doesn't matter. 
and you take all that change and you drop it in a jar. And once it's in the jar, it's almost sacred. You can't take it back out again. And you do this all the way up until Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas Eve, you sit down with your family and you you identify someone in your life that that might have a need. Uh, maybe it's a financial need. Maybe it's an emotional need or a spiritual need. Maybe they don't need the money as much as they just need the message that someone cares about them and yeah. is aware of their struggles. And then you go and you sit on their front porch anonymously, of course, and you sneak away. and um, Or you give it to your pastor at church and have him give it to a family in need, or you take it to a, a soup kitchen. Whatever way you want to give it away, it's entirely up to you. Um, but you'd be amazed at the sort of effect you can have on someone's life. Boy, this is a healthy thing for an affluent society. It sure is, isn't it? Yeah. So what was the feeling like for your family? Oh, the first year we did it... Um, it was just a, it was a, one of those experiences that I think I'll look back on 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now, and that, that feeling will never change, and the details will be crystal clear. I'll give you the short version. We, we uh, made a list of people we thought would appreciate it, and we um, came up with a young man who we knew from church. He was getting ready to leave the country to do some volunteer work in Mexico, and we thought that he would probably appreciate the money. We didn't have a lot of money in our jar that first year. It was only about 60 or $70, but we thought it might be enough that he could do something good with it, and it was all in change, of course. So we we took this jar, and we hopped in our minivan, and my wife drove uh, me and the kids over, and she dropped us off around the corner, and we snuck up through the side yard to this house and snuck through the bushes and set it on the front porch and then went scurrying back to the car as quickly, quickly as we could without getting caught and <laughs> My wife sped off at about 150 miles an hour on our little Honda Odyssey. And you, you have not experienced life until you've hit a speed bump at that speed. And then you say, like Starsky and Hutch driving with my wife. And we got home and, and, uh, we, we just, we ran in the front door and I can remember the looks on my girls' faces. They were nine and six at the time and they just had a real sparkle in their eyes. And I, I think for the first time they really understood what Christmas should be all about. And it's, it's not about the, um, you know, the, the gifts from Target and the gift cards and all the stuff under the tree. That's that's part of it, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's an important part of the holiday for many of us. Um, but that's, as you said, I thought eloquently in your open that there's a balance between giving and receiving. I think for the first time in my children's young lives, they understood the other side of that equation. Yeah. Um, and I'll never forget what that felt like, and I know they won't either. So through the grapevine, did you hear what happened with the fellow you gave it to? I did. Um, they began quizzing people at church. Was it you? Was it you? Was it you? Do you know who it was? And, <laughs> and of course, uh, we got asked. I got asked point blank, and I absolutely lied through my teeth. And said, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but that's pretty amazing. Um, and we know that it really touched them. Um, actually, one of them stood up in church um, a month or two after it happened, uh, the, the mother stood up in church and at the end of some remarks on another topic said, and by the way, to whoever it was that left us their Christmas jar, um, you know, you really touched us and affected us. And our son has used the money um, to, to help pay for his trip to Mexico. And it was it was very, very rewarding. And we sat back in the back pew and sort of giggled and hoped no one noticed. But uh, <laughs> then when the book came out, of course, uh, she cornered me again um, this time actually in a supermarket, and said, so I understand you have a book out called Christmas Jars. And I said, maybe. <laughs> and she said, well, I got a Christmas jar. Is that a coincidence? And I said, yeah, it must be. And So we suspect they might know, but 
I do think it's important if you can keep it anonymous to do so. Sure. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Uh, our guest today is Jason Wright, who's written the book Christmas Jars. Don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Jason, based on your book, you must believe in fate. Yeah, I think I think I do. I think um, I think we're put in places uh, at certain times in our life to, to to do good things, and I think we're constantly put in the path of people that can teach us valuable lessons. And it's been a great ride with this with this book, and I've met the most amazing people from all over the country that have not just been inspired by the book, but that have taken action with the tradition. They're actually doing this, giving a jar away and making it part of their holiday. And, um, and I think it's all happened for a very divine reason, and I feel fortunate to be part of it. So what do you think the difference is between announcing to the world you did it or doing it hiding? How, why do you think you get more value? Well, you know, I always this comes up a lot, and I always hesitate um, because I, I do think that there's value in giving in a public way. And, you know, there, there are football stadiums all over the country named after people and hospitals named after people and, and highways named after great people. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, but I think you can really teach your children in particular a very, very valuable lesson that, that the best kind of giving comes without any expectation of reward. You don't have to be um, patted on the back. And you don't have to get a thank you necessarily or, or a, you know, a candy bar when you're done mowing the neighbor's grass. That's nice, but it's the, re- the real reward can come from within. And I think that's true service is when you truly understand that you are doing something totally selflessly. And I know that's what my children have learned from it. And they're not perfect kids by any stretch, and I'm certainly not a perfect dad. But I think that this has started them on that path towards understanding what service and charity can really mean in their lives. It's a great way to say to kids, uh, let's give this year. We had a, another guest on a couple years ago, and what he and his wife did with their children is they sat them down like in November and said, we're planning on spending, and I don't know how much it was, the X amount of dollars on each one of you for Christmas. Now... What would you like to do? Would you like us to spend that on you, or would you like that we put all that money together and as a family go give it to? And they had some local, you know, shelter or something that they were going to offer and give it to. And both kids said, yes, we forgo our Christmas presents and let's do that. And that's what they did as a family. And they gave up the Christmas presents instead and decided to give. Wow. And, uh, you know, we thought that was really a very moving thing. And, you know, some kids are really ready to do that sort of thing. And it's a real um, acknowledgement of them. You know, um, when you're getting the Christmas jar ready for, you know, to give away and you start doing it the whole year, about how much money does that come out, you know, when you get to the end of the year? What's what's the ballpark on this? That's a great, great question. I'm glad you asked that. I we now have a pretty good idea that um, that the the average family, without any cheating, without dropping any cash in or getting extra change or anything, you can you can generate between a hundred and probably a hundred and twenty five dollars in a year. And, and again, that's just taking your change 
bringing it home and dropping it in the jar. That's that's not even $2 a week. Um, now, I've heard stories. I met a woman, in fact, at a conference just a couple of weeks ago. I was speaking I'm out in Salt Lake City, and she came up to me afterward, and she said, I'm, in, I'm embarrassed to tell you how much, but I wanted to hand you this note and tell you that we were touched by your book a couple of years ago, and we have now done this for two years. This will be our third year. And, um, you know, I would hope that you would never... We, she told me her name and where she lived and said, I hope you would never tell anyone this information, but I want you to know the amount. And she just handed me a, a piece of paper she had torn off the agenda for the day, and it had year one, $347. Year two, and, um, 347 $377. And then year three had a question mark by it. Hmm. And, of course, I won't give this wonderful woman's name no, on the no, air, no. but a pretty neat story. I mean, you're talking about, imagine being a single mother or a family whose yeah. dad has been just laid off um, or a widow who's struggling uh, without their uh, without their husband. A million different scenarios where $347 is like winning the lottery to someone yes. in need. Yeah, makes a huge difference. makes a tremendous difference. So I think there's a wide range. And I've heard from folks who, um, I got an email a few days ago from an elementary school class. They're getting ready to give a jar away. They've raised like 20-something dollars, $24 and change. That's just, that's amazing. Whether it's $24 or $347, yes. you can do some It's good. the spirit. And, you know, we're about to uh, close out for a commercial here, but um, the other thing I like about it is all year long, there's like every day there's this little bit of a thought of, you know, I'm going to, you know, gather this to give to somebody yeah, else. special. Right. So. Do you need to wait for Christmas? Absolutely not. No, you you can do it however and, and whenever you like. Um, we actually decided to mail ours to a family um some some friends out west that we knew were sort of struggling and so yeah. we we uh, mailed it out to them from a different zip code with no with no return address on it probably a crazy thing to send a couple hundred dollars that way but we took a <laughs> chance and yeah. um, we heard later they got it and and you know there's no right way or wrong way to do it but we did send ours early so they could put yeah. it to use before christmas yeah jason thanks for being with us christmas jars by jason wright thank you very much for joining us and sharing your story Thanks. What a great show you guys do. Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. Good luck. Bye-bye. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back.